ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. love you Lord, I love you wherever you are just fall in love with the Lord fall in love with Him Oh, my 
continue to worship the Lord, continue to bless Him, continue to declare His might, His awesomeness. No one compares to Him. No one comes close to Him. No one, no one. There's no man, no situation, no idol, no virus. Nothing can compare. He's mighty, He's awesome, He's great. No one can be likened to Him. No one even comes close. Put everything to the left and let God alone be on the right. He has no equal. And tonight you want to bless Him. This evening you want to say, Lord, we worship You. Lord, we bless You. Lord, we declare Your awesomeness. We declare Your might and Your power in our lives, in our nation, in the world, in our situations, in our difficulties, in our, in our, in our environment. You are awesome. You are God. You are mighty. Continue to bless His name. Continue to worship His name. Oh, I love it. The atmosphere is beautiful. Continue to bless the name of the Lord. There's none like Him. There's none. No one compares to Him. Lasita Mohandalaba. Ramazandere. Shanakasata. Ramamazandalaba. Ramamazandalaba. Ramakatalababa. We bless your name. 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 Rasanda Mahandalaba. Rakatabasatalababa. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. You are awesome. Sing that part again. You are awesome in this place. You are awesome in this place. Make him awesome in your life. Make him awesome in your life, in your heart. Let God be great. Lift him up. He's mighty. He's awesome. Let God be awesome. Let God be king. Put the Lord on his throne in your life. He's God anyway. But make him God and make him great in your life. Thank you, Jesus. Rema Santa la Baba. Kabayanda la Basata. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Yes. You are awesome in this place. Wherever you are, just clap your hands at home, in your car, in your office, just clap your hands. Keep clapping your hands. Keep clapping your hands. He's Lord, He's mighty, He's King. Keep clapping your hands. Keep blessing His name. Keep declaring that He's awesome, that there's none that can compare to Him. Bless His name. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. We say no one can compare to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Say a big amen in your house. Say a big amen in your room. Shout a big amen in your car. Because God is great and no one is like him. Amen. This evening, I want us to pray um, for a little while. Because we are, in an, we are in a season where we can never have too much prayer. It's very important that you and I understand the need to call on God 
Today, people who never feared God are calling on Him. People who didn't have any space in their lives for God are bowing their knees to Him. And I really believe that God has a great plan in store for your life. And, 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 and in the next few minutes, I want to read Isaiah 42, 16, and we are going to pray. Are you ready to pray wherever you are? Are you ready to pray wherever you are? Isaiah 42 and verse number 16. It says, And I will bring the blind by a way that they knew not. I will lead them in paths that they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. These things will I do unto them and not forsake them. Wow! These things will I do unto them and not forsake them. If it has ever occurred to you that God has forsaken you, I'm here tonight to assure you that God is with you. He said, These things will I do unto them and not forsake them. What are the things he's going to do? He says, he will bring the blind by a way that, that they knew not. I, I believe that these times we are in are times which have crept upon us on our ways. We, 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 we have never experienced life as we are experiencing now. The way we are having church it's new I've been a pastor for many years I've never had to speak to a microphone or speak to a camera in a weekday service no, I always have a congregation I speak to maybe you also have never known this way where you never go to church nobody comes to visit you you don't know what to do now, God has sent me with a word. He says, he will bring the blind by a way they knew not. It means that whatever is going on, expect God to take your hand and walk you through. And I will lead them in paths they have not known. Whatever confuses you. I can imagine. I mean, I have been a Christian for close to 40 years, born again. 40 years. But there are people watching. There are Christians who got born again six months ago. Four weeks ago. A year ago. A week before the lockdown. All they know is church. All they know is a pastor preaching to them. Suddenly they are at home. Are they going to fall back to their old ways? The Bible says God is going to lead every one of us in paths that they have not known. If you have never known this life, we are going to pray and ask God to lead us in this path. We are going to ask him for his guidance. It's new to everybody. It's new to bishops. It's new to reverends. It's new to pastors. It's new to, I mean, every no one, even business people have not experienced this before. Businessmen. Market women, shoppers, 
So we are living in a very, very, very novel times. Very, very new. The season is as it has never been before. But the good news is that God is capable of leading us in a way we have not known. God is capable of bringing, even if you can't find your way, you are blind. God is capable of, 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 of bringing you in the way that you have not known. And we are going to pray to the Lord and say, Lord, in these times of anxiety, of confusion, no one can plan ahead. You don't know what is coming next week. We are saying, Lord, lead us. Lead us. Lead me. Lead my life. Lead my ministry. Lead my family. Lead me. Lead me as I go to work. Lead me as I, as I, as I live my Christian life. Show me. Send a word to me that will help me to know what to do. We are, we are going to pray. If you are in your home, we are going to lift up our two hands and ask the Lord, Father, lead me. Your word says that you went whenever anyone finds himself in a way he has never known before, you are there to lead him. Whenever anyone is blind, whenever anyone cannot see, you are able to help them to go through the season of their lives. Wherever you are, pray and ask God to lead you. Pray and ask God to guide you. Pray and ask God to show you the way, how to maneuver, how to live your life, how to apportion your time, how to conduct yourself? You want to pray right now? Lift your voice and pray. Mataka salababa, Ramayande, Mayanda, Mayande, Mayande, Rimama, Yamama. Yes, Lord, bring the blind. You, you said you will bring the blind by a way they knew not. You said you will lead them in paths they have not known. Lead me, Lord. Lead me, Lord. Lead me, Lord. Lead my life. Help me to lead my life. Guide me. Guide me, guide me, guide me, Masa Talaba. Your word says that you will make the crooked things straight. Crooked things straight. Lord, do it for me in the name of Jesus. Wherever you are praying, Ikalababaya, Ramazin Delebe, Ramaya, Rababa, Rababa, Ramayan Dalaba, Zatalababa, Lama, Zimama, Yama, Yamama, Yatalaba, Randelebe, Remazunima. Rikata Samande, Remandala Baba, Imayandalaba, Imandalaba, Imandalaba, Ramama Satalaba. Pray, pray, ask God to lead you. To lead. You will not get lost. You will not be confused. God's, God's presence, God's voice, God's spirit will guide you wherever you are. Wherever you are, whatever situation you are in, we are praying for His guidance, His supernatural input that guides that leads that brings even the blind in the way he knew not pray masandalaba ramamazatalababa ramazinalaba himayande malababa mayandalababa himamaziketelebe lembrazukashata ramamayandalaba Kadini Masundalaba, Limbrima Kotaba, Imamaya, Imamaya, Maya. The presence of God is filling your room. The presence of God is filling your house. Wherever you are, believe that your prayer you are praying is going to bring an answer of divine guidance, supernatural guidance. God will guide you through, God will see you through. At the end of this season, you'll be stronger than you were before. 
not because you are smart not because you are prayerful not because you are spiritual but because god guided you god held your hand and led you by the way Imri maziki tasaba rama 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 ikadeya ikadeya balando samalinde rimala baba rimamala baba imazandala ba imayandala baba as you are watching pray 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 kimazuni masanda limama we are in church we are in church you may be in your room you may be in your house but we are in church Inali Mazunde, Lete Saba, Yababa, Yababa, Yandalaba, Lababa, Lamama, Yamama, Ramama, Ramama, Zamama, Imama, Yamama, Lebama, Mayandalababa, Ramama, Yamama, Imama, Mayandalaba, Ramama, Zamama, Yekatalababa, Lababa, Zamayandalaba, Mayanda. Ramama Zanda Le Mama Le Mama Yama Yanda Ikatala Baba Father we bless you Father we bless you We bless you You are the one going to lead us You are the one going to guide us Your presence is assured We know you are with us We know your presence is with us Pasuni Mahandalaba Thank you Jesus Thank you Jesus we are going to pray a second prayer. We are going to pray a second prayer. It says, I will make darkness light before them. I will make darkness light before them. And crooked things straight. Darkness stands for anything you can see. Anytime you can see what is next. When your next meal is coming and where it is coming from you don't know what to do about your church you no longer meet you don't know how to live your life that is darkness actually we are in darkness the bible says that a time comes says that we must work while it is day for darkness will come when no man can work this is the time suddenly you can't visit a friend suddenly you can't go to your, 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 your sheep's house to teach the person the word of God. Suddenly we cannot gather in church. It's a kind of night. But the Bible says that he will make darkness light. Hey, I'm excited. It means that in this era where we don't know what to do, you God will lead the way. You will make things clear. You will show us what to do. In this era, if you are watching me, you are a pastor. Believe God that he will show you, he will give you wisdom keys to pastor the same church in a different way. Wow. Whatever represents darkness, whether it's your business, your finances, your personal life, some of, some of you, you need to step out before you can even get food to eat. Suddenly, all is dark. You can't see anything. You can't see a job. You can't see opportunities. You can't see money. You can't see the next day. The Bible says that. He said, I will make darkness light. I want to believe that you believe in God. I'm sure you believe. When God speaks, you believe in Him. He says, I will make darkness light. 
it means any area of your life where you can't see your way through you can't see your way around God's promise is that it may be darkness for someone but for you there will be light he will, he, will, he will shine his light and show you a new way he will show you a new method and we are going to pray about your life, your ministry, your business your family, your children suddenly you are a parent your children have come home, you don't even know what to do with them, they are just in the house eating just eating you don't know what to do with them but God will give you a revelation and an insight and a way he always does us. that's why we call it the spirit of revelation the spirit of revelation he suddenly gives you an idea do this with your family do this with your church move this way take the step and I believe that tonight we are taking God's work God's word back to him and we are saying Lord you promise that you will make darkness light I am in darkness my ministry is in darkness my job is in darkness my tomorrow is in darkness my life is in darkness oh God according to your word make darkness light Begin to pray right now. Begin to pray right now. Any any area of your life, it does not have to be related with this to this pandemic. Any area of your life where there is darkness, you can't find your way. As you pray, God is giving you revelation. He's opening your eyes. He's opening your mind. He's showing you do it this way. Move this way. Stop it this one, start this one speak to this person talk to this person, he is showing you pray right now every darkness shall be light everything that is crooked not straightforward very complex, God is going to make it easy for you wherever you are, if you are not driving you are in your house, lift your hands with me and receive that divine help from above, the help that makes darkness light the hell that makes crooked things straight. God is doing it for you. Begin to pray. Pray. Darkness, light, darkness, light. Let darkness become light, oh God. Let the crooked path become straight, straight. Show me a straight path. Show me a straight path. Show me that the, the, the shortest way to get this. Show me by your, by, your, by your spirit of revelation in my life, in my ministry, my church, my family my business let whatever is crooked be straight lord mayandala baba whatever is complex whatever problem i'm experiencing 
that is complex lord i pray in the name of jesus that you will you will you will make it straightforward you will make it easy for me by your power it is your promise in isaiah chapter 42 verse 16 you said the things that are crooked you will make them straight masabayanda ike malababa lambrababa Rima Zamayandala Babrabakatababa Imayandalaba Imayandalaba Imamaziko Tamahandelebe Rekete Babazima Mayanda Imrama Zambrama 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 Imama Yandalaba Imazandalababa Yandalaba Imayandalaba Zata Babayanda Father we thank you Father we bless you I, I, I want us to just pray this final prayer. He says, these things will I do unto them and not forsake them. Wherever you are, God has promised that he will not forsake you. You want to pray and ask him for his presence. His presence. To be with you in your room. Not just in this service, but to be with you all the time. His wisdom. His guidance. He said, these things will I do and not forsake. So God doesn't forsake us. And we are invoking the promise in the scripture. And saying, Lord, you have promised that you will not forsake us. Be with me. Come close to me, Lord. Draw me close to you. I want to feel your presence day and night. I want to feel your comforting presence. I want to feel your soothing presence. I want to feel your strengthening presence. Lord, let your presence be with me. Continue to pray as we end this prayer time. Pray and ask for his presence. Oh Jesus, your presence, your presence. Masandi Mahanda Leka Tusi Mayanda Don't forsake me Lord I call forth your presence Draw me Lord Draw me Lord Draw me to you Draw me to you Masabaya Mama Mama Le Mama Mama Le Mazandalaba Le Mama Zi Mama Yandele Baba Lembra Baba Ramazatalaba Imayanda constantly with you, with you, with you, by you, with you in your company. Moses said, If your presence doesn't go with us, we are not stepping out of here. Lord, we ask for your presence in these times, in the morning, in the afternoon, at midnight. Your presence, Lord. Imasapayandalaba. Rande Zimalatababa. Be with us, Lord. Be with us, Lord. Father, we thank you. We bless you. Help me know you, Adi. Help me know you, Adi. You're all I want. You're all I want. You're all I ever needed. Sing with me in your house. 
To welcome um, a guest artist who is with me at home, and uh, I believe that she is going to be a blessing to you. I've enjoyed her ministry in the past few services, and I believe that this evening she's here to bless us. Please help me welcome Kimmy to bless us with a song. God bless you.
Wherever you are, clap your hands for our guest artists coming all the way from First Love Church. We owe First Love a lot of royalties, but I believe that is going to come in due time, in, in dollars and pounds. But clap your hands for Jesus wherever you are. And uh, I believe you are enjoying the service. This is it. This is it. This is how to have church now. So better arrange yourself to enjoy church. You know, some of you must learn not to waste your, your, your airtime, your bundles on, on, on useless things on the, on the internet. You must reserve it for services and dawn prayer meetings because this is it. And even when we come back to church, we are also going to continue living life this way. Yes, we are going to have prayer meetings on Facebook. Sometimes you have a church service like this out of the blue and everybody must join. And so you need to know how to live 
your church life out of your phone, out of your uh, iPad or out of your tablet. This is how it has become. So I believe that God is, is, is going to give you the wisdom to know how to order yourself in these times. Today, I'm continuing to share from this book, I've Come to Love So Much, Attempt Great Things for God. And I enjoy preaching from it because the times we are in are trying to make us small. The times we are in are trying to reduce us. The times we are in are trying to make us feel that things are not going to be as they were. But I believe strongly that these can be the times that you rather come out powerful, stronger, sharper, more spiritual. I believe it. That by the time this season ends, you would have become a better and a stronger believer, living a more powerful Christian life for the Lord. Amen. So, I want to encourage you to get this book, read it, and uh, it's going to be a blessing to you. Today, I'm preaching from chapter 6 of this beautiful book. And I'm very excited that you are powerfully connected. And uh, I know that God is going to speak to you today. And chapter 6 is attempt to love God. Attempt to love God. And I believe that this time of being in a lockdown, being quarantined, being limited, not knowing where to turn, can also be a great time of discovery of great things in your life. And one of the great things you need to attempt as a Christian is to attempt to love God. Attempt to love God. You see, I chose this chapter because many people who call themselves Christians will be surprised to one day discover that they did not actually love God. You'll be surprised to know one day that you actually, as a Christian, loved your pastor. You actually, as a Christian, loved your church. You actually, as a Christian, loved your fellow brothers and sisters. And none of these things I'm talking about is, is bad. Nothing is bad. It's important you love your pastor. Yeah. It's very important you love your pastor. If I'm your pastor, you must love me. I mean, why wouldn't you love me? Why wouldn't you love me? If you are a shepherd working in the church with me, you must love me. You won't love me. <laughs> what did you say? You don't love me? If I find you, I'm going to sack you. <laughs> I cannot work with someone who doesn't love me. So, so loving me is, is good. Loving the church is good. 
I was listening to the news and one of the, um, the, 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 the anchor was saying that her life is changed. So she's praying that this thing should end because she doesn't go to a nightclub. She doesn't go to a disco. She doesn't go to drinking bars. Her life is church. So as church has frozen, she has literally no life. And, and it's true. If you're a Christian, I mean, where are you going? Which, which nightclub are you going to? Which parties are you attending? Which disco are you going to? Our life is the church. So, it is good to love the church. It's good to love the church. David said, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. There is nothing wrong with loving the church. It's good to love your Christian brother, your Christian sister. It's good that we, we live together in unity. But ladies and gentlemen, None of the things I have listed, your bishop, your pastor, your church, your friend, your brother, your sister, your mother, loving poor people is not the same as loving God. Loving God is different from loving your pastor. Loving God is different from loving your church. You can love your church and not love God. You see, in these times where there's no Christian brother around you, if all your spirituality is in loving your Christian brother or your Christian sister, you are stuck. So much as all these things are important Christian responsibilities, none of them should take the place of God. It's very important that you begin the adventure you begin to understand that it is very important for you to love God. God. Loving God is different from loving church. There are some Christians, all there is to their spirituality is a Sunday morning church service, which is not a bad thing. I prefer you love church than to love to go to a nightclub. But loving church is not the same as loving God. And this chapter says, Attempt to love God. Attempt to love God. I tell you, there are shepherds who don't love God. You can love your work and not love the work. And, and not love the Lord. You can love the church. You can love your ministry work. There's a saying that you can love the work of God and not love the God of the work. There's a big difference between the God of the work and the work of God. So many people love to work for God, to run around, to win a soul, to chase a, a member, bring people to church, build a church, but they don't love God. It's different. It's different. That's why today, I'm, I, I want you to understand that the subject of loving God it's one of the great things you must attempt because you may easily not love God. You may easily not know God. You know, you can go through cycles of activities. Church services. Know how to say amen. Know where Matthew is. Know where John is. Know where Obadiah is. Know where, where to find the story of Moses. 
You may know all these things and not love God. I love this chapter. Attempt to love God. And the opening scripture is Matthew 22. Matthew 22, verse 35. And I would like you to turn to it. Take your Bible and turn to Matthew 22, verse 35. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Now, now note this. In this text, you see that he's talking about a first commandment and then a second commandment. He said, and the second is like unto it. That thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So you see that there is a neighbor being described. There's a sister there's a brother, there's someone close to you you must love. And then even ask thyself. So even loving yourself is also a spiritual responsibility. But all these are in a second category. The first category doesn't have neighbor or yourself in it. The first category is God. God. The Lord. Thy God. Nothing else. You love him with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your heart. That's what the Bible is saying. And, and he said, this is the first and the great commandment. Can you say great with me in your room? Say great commandment. Say great commandment. Yeah, so, so when you start loving God, you are doing something great. It's not a small thing. I'm saying it again. Forgive me for repeating myself. You may easily be watching me and you don't love God. You love the work of God. You love your pastor. You love your neighbor. There are people who do things for me in the church because they love me. And it's important. It's very, very important. But it is different. It is different. And you see, the people who love God are able to love their neighbors better. When you find somebody who has a problem relating with his sister, with his brother, with her husband, with his wife, with his mother, with his father, you are looking at a person who does not love God. When you love God, it will be so easy to love the church. When you love God, it will be so easy to love your pastor. There are many things that can make you love your pastor. Because your pastor may be a woman. I mean, if she's a woman, you, there are many things about a woman that will make you love her. Without God, you put God aside. Put God aside. If your pastor is a woman, there are many things that will let you love your, your pastor. There are many things about me that will let you love me and like me. 
And none of these things have to do with God. There, be, there, there may be no God. So there are pastors who are surrounded by people who are doing ministry with them, who love them, but don't love God. They don't love God. And at a time, it shows. It will show. Always. You can get along, you can get by with things in a certain way, you know, make a way, maneuver and so on. A time comes where only the love of God will keep you. That is why I'm preaching this message. You see, right now, that there's no brother visiting you, you can't see any sister. I'm receiving texts all the time. I'm missing you. Oh, I'm missing church. Today is Sunday. I can't believe I'm at home. Yeah, we, we are, we, we've all been separated. Now, this is the time. If all you had was just love for church, love to sing in the choir, love to play instruments, love to uh, usher, love to do follow-up, and no love for God as an entity, you'll be hot. You'll be very hot. I mean, my mind, my, my mind is drawn to the, the, um, the people of Macedonia. Paul talked about them. Very, very, very interesting church. And, and, and <clears throat> in first, second Corinthians chapter 8, Paul talked about these guys, this church, how, I mean, you know how they gave their liberality. He says, even though they were very poor, they were very poor. They gave beyond their poverty. They gave. He said, yeah, beyond their power, they were willing of themselves. Wow. It was a poor church. It's a, it's a very unique church in the Bible called the church in Macedonia. You can see it in Second Corinthians 8. Paul talks about the grace that was upon that church. That they were in a great trial of affliction. Come to think of it, I'm describing the church today. I'm describing the church we are in today. I didn't even know it. You see, how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. For to their power, I bear record, yea, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty that we will receive the gift. A poor church. Think of any poor church you know. That is begging the pastor that the pastor should receive the gifts they are going to send to missionaries. Wow! I mean, these are Christians who love God who love the work of God, who love the things of God. But I will show you something. In verse 5, there's a key there. Second Corinthians 8 verse 5. It says, and this they did, not as we hoped. We thought they were going to give some one Ghana, two Ghana, you know, gather some, some, some old clothes and so on. But to, to our surprise, they were giving a thousand dollars, five hundred cities, giving themselves. We didn't hope. But it says, but first, first, they gave their own selves to the Lord. And then unto us, by the will of God. 
Look at the order. They gave themselves to the Lord. They gave themselves to the Lord. And then to us. I pity any pastor who has got people who haven't loved God and are loving them. It won't be too long. You, you meet things you have never met before. They give themselves to the Lord. So your first love is the Lord. Not singing. Not dancing. Not ushering. Not preaching. Not following up. Not visiting new converts. Not bringing people to church. That cannot be. That cannot be. All these things we do, singing, dancing, praying, and uh, uh, preaching. I mean, I'm preaching now. But I could be preaching now, but I don't love God. There are pastors who, are, who don't love God, but they are preaching. Because you can preach and not love God. But these Macedonian Christians, the Bible says, first, number one, they gave themselves to the Lord. So the Bible is very consistent. Very consistent. If you are watching me and you love me, you love our, our father, our prophet, you love your lady pastor, you love your reverend, I'm telling you that make sure you love God first. Yes. The Lord taught me this long ago. He told me that a day will come, there will be, <laughs> be shakings. And those who love God will stand. I'm a man. I'm a man. There are many things you can do that will make me like you. Many things. As I'm working, as I'm having crusades, I'm having church services, I'm having, you know, there are many things a person can do that will make me like the person. Because I'm a man. But there will always be a time. It's your love for God that will keep you going. That's why the message today is attempt to love God. Because look at my face very well. You may not love God. You may not be a lover of God. You may not be a lover of God. You may not be somebody who, 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 who has God on his mind. But you may have a church on your mind. You may love to usher. We've, we've had ushers who have stolen money. So you, you may see the guy ushering with the basket moving around. But he's a thief. The love for the offerings he's stealing is what makes him appear to be loving to work for God. There are many reasons why people do things for God. But today, I'm drawing your mind because Christ called it the first and the great commandment. Anybody who loves God is doing something great. Attempt to love God. Attempt it. Don't just be walking about. Even if your pastor likes you, you have to ask yourself, do you love God? Because soon, you'll be, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. I am over 50 years preaching to you. I'm not a 30-year-old boy. I'm not a 25-year-old young pastor preaching to you. I've seen life that people don't last. That there will be a time... There will be a border. There will be a barrier. Those who cross it are not those with gifts. Are not those who can sing. Are not those with abilities. I've seen it all. Are not those who can preach well. It is those who have God in their hearts. It is that love for God that takes them across the barrier. Listen to me very carefully. Listen very carefully. So if you have woven your way 
and craft your way around your pastor, around some important person, around, I mean, in a, in a, in a place which is nice. Stop now and ask yourself that. Do I love God? Do I love God? And it shows. It shows. I'm coming to the point. I'm going to read some points to you. And then we'll end the service. You sing very well. Maybe you are in church because of the singing. There are people, when they are sacked from singing, we don't see them in church. When you remove him from the branch, he lies. You see, he's, he's, he's passing the branch. The church is growing. The church is working. What you may not know is that the person just loves people. He just loves, naturally loves. He, he, he's a sanguine who, who just wants to relate with people. But not because of He has not even had this quiet time for two weeks. But he's building the church. Huh. If I have the chance, I'll preach this message ten times. In fact, everything is about loving God. Look at my face carefully. I said, your singing gift, your playing of drums gift, your preaching gift, your knowledge of computer and uh, uh, software, is it hardware? I don't know those things. (laughs) Hardware or software. But something, something computer things. Look, it will take you, if, 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 if life's distance is 100 meters, eh, these things, these gifts, they will take you to that, that 28 meters. Ha. Those who get to the end must have something more than playing of instruments. Those who get to the end must have something bigger than singing a song, having a nice voice. Hey, that, yeah. hmm. Those who get to the 100 meter mark and breath the tape have something more than how to preach. I'm calling on you. I'm saying to you, there is something called loving God. It's different from... And, and you see, I, I, I like Christ's answer. He's the wisest man who ever lived. The guy asks him that, which is the great commandment in the law? And his answer is beautiful. He categorizes the things. The first and the great is is there. Love God with your heart, with your soul, with your mind. And then the second is like the same thing, but it's, it's not the first. The second one is love your neighbor as yourself, your mother, your sister. I mean, look, if you don't love God, eh, there's, there'll be a point you won't even be, even be able to love your mother more, anymore. She may offend you. Your pastor may offend you. The people who are close to me must love God because I'm not too easy. I'm not, I'm not a walkover. Those who are close to me must be lovers of God because... I mean, if, you, if all you have is admiration of a pastor, you will not see the next two weeks. Because the fire that will come, you must have God in your heart to stand. So Jesus categorizes them. That's the first commandment. That's the second commandment. I'm, I'm emphasizing this because today's believer may be only loving church, loving to sing, loving to dance, loving to preach, loving to do outreach, loving all these things without loving God. Loving God is different. It is in a different box. I wish I had two boxes. 
to show you they are, they, they are mutually exclusive. Your neighbor, yourself, singing gifts all are in one box. Oh. I hope you are listening to me very carefully. As we are locking down, that's when you are going to see confusion in people's houses. Husbands who don't know how to love their wives. House, wives who hitherto are just roaming about, always in town. Now they are stuck with their husband. They cannot arrange themselves. They can't arrange themselves. Makashutalababa. You will see, always, there will, there, I mean, when, when we are do, living our normal life, there will always be a time when uh, it comes to a crunch. Your love for God will see you through. Your love for God will see you through. Your love for God will say to you that if, if, if your husband has offended you, just forgive and live in the same room with him. <laughs> if your wife has bored you, you must forgive. <laughs> One of the points, I, I think I should start. I should start the points. Let me start. Seven reasons why it is a great achievement to love God. I'm reading the seven. And then we'll close. Number one, loving God is a great achievement because loving God is to love someone you cannot see. Somebody you cannot see. It's difficult. That's why most Christians don't love God. People don't love God. People don't love God. I mean, think about it. What do we see? We see friends. We see beloveds. I've seen a nice girl. I want to marry her. This is one I what, what, what is God? I heard something very bizarre. I couldn't believe what I heard. A brother told me last week. He said he heard some people in the church. Some boys were chatting. And the boys, one boy told the other that. When he goes for outreach, listen no. When he goes for outreach, and he gets the person. The person's soul is for God. But the body is for him. Hey! The soul is for God. So if it's a girl, her soul is for God. And the girl's body is for... Hey! So, 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 so if you release such a person to do soul winning, you have released a fornicator you have released an unbeliever. You have... Uh, oh, I can't find the words. The soul is, is, is called, it's a soul. It's called soul winning. So he has won the soul for God. But the rest is for him. <laughs> Christ, have mercy. Listen carefully. Sorry for shouting. My mother says I shouldn't shout a lot. <laughs> Listen very carefully. <laughs> That's why before you win a soul, before you preach, as I'm preaching here, I should be loving God first. First. As a pastor of a church, I mean, if I didn't love God, can you imagine the, the opportunities I have to misbehave? If you don't love God, that's why I'm, I'm bringing this out strongly that loving dancing is not the same as loving God. And the problem is that you love God. Why it is a great thing to love God is that you are loving a God you can't see. We all love the girl we can see. You love the job. You love the salary you get. You love the things. That's why people love church. You love the church you can see. 
Other people love the pastor. People love me. They can see me. They love me. But how about the God you can't see? Isaiah 45 verse 15 describes God as a God who hides. He hides himself. He, he won't show himself. And if you are looking for him too, he has hidden himself. That's God. That's God. So you see that many people who are calling themselves Christians are just lovers of church. Especially if the church is as nice as the living bread cathedral. You, you, come on Sunday, you see church. <laughs> you see church. People just love God. Love the church because they can't see God. If you enter the church, where is God? You see by the cross. You see what the instrumentalists are. Is, is God sitting on the pulpit? Where is God? So, so you, may, you may end up being in church for 10 years and you just love the pastor. You just love the members. You've got a Christian brother. And that is it. But your love for God has disappeared. I will come to that point. Number two. Help me, Jesus. Loving God is a great achievement because loving God is to love someone you cannot hear. Can you imagine loving somebody? When you speak to the person, the person doesn't speak to you. You tell the person, I love you. The person is quiet. I pray for anybody here listening to me. May you not marry a wife who doesn't talk. A woman with hair. But in the house, he's quiet. Quiet. But you don't marry a husband who doesn't talk. You can, you, you, you can go out of your mind. You say, I love you. You say, oh, uh, me too. Or you say, I love you. Then the person doesn't say anything, but she doesn't re- respond. So, oh, honey, I've told you I love you. So, oh, the last time I said, I've not changed my mind. What I said three months ago, that's the same one. That's why I didn't say it. Because I've said it before. I said it last three months. Can you imagine living with such a person? You can go to the gardens, 100% prayer, uh, uh, answered prayer gardens, and you are praying, morning till evening. You can't hear God. You are, you are in your room. So, so people don't want to spend time talking to somebody they can't hear. You rather want to speak to your pastor you can't hear. When you text him, he'll text you back. Your center leader, when you text him, he'll text you back. Even if he's facing you, at least you can hear faces. God, he's just quiet. He's just quiet, like some deaf and dumb. Deaf and dumb. Just, he's, he's just that he won't speak. He's not hearing. He's just there. And, and you need to be very spiritual to hear his voice in a dream. Hey! So one two one two one. Oh, Charlie, make we make we think of ourselves. Waiting, we we, we pray, sir. Will they hear him? So few people love God because you can't hear him. You can't hear him. It takes something super high to discern the voice of God. Prophets have made mistakes. Pastors have made mistakes. Kings have, you, it's not easy. Anybody, when you're talking to small, oh, the Lord told me, I heard the voice, or oh, the Lord said, I should propose to you. That's a devil right there. That boy is a devil. That's a devil. The Lord said, He should propose to you. It's not the Lord, it's your breasts, it's your hips. 
that he has has been attracted to. There's no God. Remove that sentence with with God. With God. It's your waist which is guiding you to the girl. There's no God. It's not a spot. Ah. Why do people divorce? Why do people divorce? If it is God who sent them to marry that man. You see something you like? It's not easy to hear. So people don't love God. But blessed are those who continue to press till after five years they hear a whisper. Yes! Loving God is a great achievement because loving God is to love someone you can't feel. You can't feel. It's difficult to have feelings in relation to God. Can you imagine what it is like to love a God whom you can't feel? Touch, sense. That's why anybody you meet, when you say, oh, Mr. Thompson loves God, you are looking at a great man. He's great. He's great. He's great. Because he is doing something that is very difficult. He's trying to give his heart, his mind, his soul to a God he can't see, he can't hear, he can't feel. There's no feeling. Hey, wherever you are, I want you in the next just one minute, just speak in tongues and lift your hands and pray before I continue. Just pray and ask God for the grace to love him. For the, it's, not a, it's an achievement. You need a Nobel Prize for loving God. I'm telling you. Most people, pastors, leaders, church leaders, they don't love God. Christians, shepherds, I'm telling you, you can, there are a thousand things you can love, but you've not loved God. Because God is separate. He's first. And then second is also a list. And then third is also a list. And then fourth is also a list. Pray right now. And ask the Lord to, to, to give you the grace to love Him. To love God is different from loving your pastor. To love God is different from loving the work He has given you. To love God is different from helping your pastor. Love God. Matuna Mazata. Limbri Masiti Kabayanda. Limazimi Andolobosa. Lambri Masintosa. Imamaya. Latusimi Andalaba. Rekata Pataka Patakata. Sandalimosha. Sandalimosha. Madia. Bazukatala. Imandalida. Mazendo. Limbricato. Samande. Mande. 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 Pray. Masinonde Katalababa. Something is happening to you in your room. Pray. Pray that you will love God. Pray that you draw close to God. It is different from loving your pastor. It's different from loving your church. It's different from loving your bishop. It's different. It's, it's different. Many will be surprised that, 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 that Christ will say, I never knew you. What? You didn't know me. I was helping my bishop. I didn't know you. Get out of here. Makataba. Pray. Pray that you don't hear these words. Pray that you don't hear this word. That I never knew you. Mashatalabasa, ite mohandelea, zota, 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 zamidola bayande, ramamazande, shamiandoloba, imama, 
Adimosa, Adimasa, Ande Hasula, Ande Hasula, Atamrande Sonteriaba. Father, we thank you. We thank you. You can continue the prayer when this broadcast is over. Keep praying that God will give you a heart to love Him. But I want to continue. Number four. Loving God is a great achievement because you cannot love God the way you love man. <laughs> you can't love God the way you love man. Imagine you, you, you give your life to Christ when you are 22 years. I got born again when I was 16 years. So for 16 years, you, have, you know how to relate to a mother, a father, brothers, classmates, and so on. Then suddenly, you've come to God. Then God is not like a man. When you love somebody, you say to a person, I love you. The person says, I love you. When you say, oh, hello. So, hello. Good morning. Good morning. When you love somebody, you hold the person's hand. Not coronavirus time anyway. But when you love the person, you hold the person's hand and you go for a walk in the woods. Wow! Romantic walks. <laughs> but don't try it in the coronavirus. COVID-19. Then suddenly there's a God you must also love. So, so, so you may easily be tempted to love God the way you love man. That when you say hello, the, the person says hello back. When you say, let's go for a walk. The person is going for a walk. But God, you can't go for a walk with God. I mean, how, why are you going to find God and go for a walk with him? Pastor Benahin wrote a book, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. I wonder how many people have even had a good morning back. Good morning, God. There's a song. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Lord. I know this world for been above the Holy Spirit. Good morning, Jesus. It sounds like a Nigerian song. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Lord. You are saying good morning to God. He's not responding. When was the last time you heard good morning from God? I'm asking you a question in English. When was the last time? Please answer me. I'm waiting for an answer. You said hello to God. When was the last time he said hello back? He's quiet. Yet, this is the God you must love. When you've loved your friend, you know how to relate with a girl, how to relate with a boy, how to relate with your friends, and suddenly you, say, oh, you love God. You expect that God, when you say good morning, he will say good morning. When you say hello, he will, he will respond. Tomorrow morning, if you like, say, so, good morning, Holy Spirit, that your room will be quiet. You will be only hear a dog barking. That is the God you must love. So when you find somebody who has been able to overcome all these things to love God, he has done a great thing. I charge you to be a lover of God. I charge you to be a lover of God. Not just his work, not just his church, not just his children, but to love God. I charge you to look for God and love him. It's not easy. It's not easy to have a discussion with God. Number five. Loving God is a great accomplishment because God is great and you are nothing. Haba, I like this one. God is great 
and you are nothing. Anybody who is able to catch the attention of a great person must have some greatness in him. Because great people, they don't suffer fools gladly. There's no time. Yeah, you, may, you see him taking pictures with people and so but I mean, passe, like, like we, we, are, we are relating. You must have something. You must have something. Whenever you see anybody serving a great man, that person, no matter how small, must have something in him. It's not a small thing to be in the king's palace. So God is very great. This morning I saw somebody on television taking pictures for a minister. But I heard the brother's story before. And when I saw the, the guy, I told my wife, this is the guy whose testimony we heard when we visited that church. So yeah, he's, he, he's an accountant, but he's taking pictures for a, a minister. The minister likes him. He's everywhere with him in a plane, everywhere, you know. I mean, you must even be good at photography. So, so it's a great thing to be liked by an important person. It's a great thing. Let's forget about humans. Let's come to God. God is very great. And you are nothing. So when you start the journey of loving God, you are, you are, you are climbing a vertical, vertical surface. You must be like a lizard to go up. How do you have a discussion? It's not easy to even have a discussion. When you meet an important person, you won't even know what to say. Yeah? An important person, a great person, to chat with the person, you won't know what to say. He's a pastor, you are a pastor. He's a politician, you are a politician. But you won't know what to say. I mean, the person's presence alone is awesome. It's awe-inspiring. Imagine you having discussions with God. It's not easy. And it gets worse when all you get from him is silence. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me as I end this broadcast. I want to talk to you. I want to say to you that it is very important you love God because it's one of your, your greatest achievements. Whenever we lift you up on our shoulders that you loved God, we are, we are, we are, we are, we are hailing a hero. Be a hero. Love God. First. First. Kai. I'm excited. What a word. Loving God is a great achievement, number six. Because God is holy. And you know you are not. <laughs> I said, God is holy. And you know yourself that you are not. You are unworthy, you are wretched, you are dirty, you are wicked, and that's the God you must come close to. You see, let me tell you something. Whenever there's a relationship and one person feels inferior, it's a basis for a collapse of the relationship. Bishop says it here. Relationships break down when one party always feels inferior. It's a very dangerous thing to have an inferiority complex. 
saying I love you and many assurances do not work on people with an inferiority complex. To relate happily and love God properly, you must overcome the inferiority complex you have. I mean, when you are in your room waiting on God, waiting on God in your pyjamas, you have not watched for two weeks, waiting on royal God, you must, you must be strong in your, in your heart that you are doing something powerful. A microscopic entity like you, waiting on God. So I, 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 went, I, I went to the mountains to spend time with God. <laughs> spend time with God? <laughs> you must have overcome your inferiority complex. That you are a man. That you are a dirty person. You are wicked. You don't love. For you to even feel accepted in God's presence. Masota kashatayaba. Masota. You should have accepted that everything in your past is washed away. Before you can relate with God. That's why it's a great thing. Because God is holy. God is pure. God is separated. God is one. He's alone. And you have mixed up with yourself, your background, your family, your friends, the world. You are, you are so enmeshed. That's the English, the, the English word is enmeshed in sin and wickedness. And number seven. I want to end here. It says, loving God is a great achievement. (laughs) Because God's love language is obedience. He that hath my commandment, John 14, 21, and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. You want to know how to love God? I'm sorry, I've been preaching. So, Bishop, eh? so it's different. eh? He said, loving the pastor is not the same as loving God. Yes. Loving the church is not the same as loving God. Yes. Oh, really? So, loving singing, loving to sing is not the same. Yes. So, how do you love God? That's it here. As I end. Have the commandments. You can't love anybody when you don't take your time to know what the person likes. have a husband and afternoon you have made fufu with bath soup. Bath soup. And he doesn't like bath soup. I mean, what are you doing? You are creating confusion in the house. Especially when we have been locked down. Bath soup? You like it, but he doesn't like it. So, to be able to love somebody, you must first of all have the commandments. Have it in your hand. This person likes this. This one doesn't like this. This person likes this. He eats this. He doesn't do that. that, When you have it, that's first of all, number one, to have the commandment. And then to obey. To obey. Oh, I have loved this message. To obey. Some of you, you don't even have the commandment. You don't have the Bible. You don't have it. You are with a God you can't see, but He has written a book. You don't. You are not interested. You read that book only on Sundays in church. You don't even have a Bible. I saw a shepherd with a Bible. I asked the person, "Whose Bible is this?" 
He said, oh, it's for my auntie. A shepherd, a, a, a basenta leader. He says, it's for my auntie. Said, do you have your own Bible? He said, oh, I don't have it. I met another, I was in a meeting. I had another, another brother, he had a Bible. I said, oh, which Bible is this? So he said, it's a holy Bible. So oh, I mean, which, which version is that? So, oh, uh, 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 Kim J's, Kim J's. I said, Kim, oh, what is Kim J's? <laughs> Did we mean King James? Say, oh yes, King James. <laughs> you are holding King James. You don't even know it's King James. King James. <laughs> have the Bible. Have it, number one. Ha. I'm having a good time. Have it. Anybody you want to love, I, I, I want to give you a tip, just as I close. If you want a beloved, that guy, that girl, spend time to know what she likes and just do it. Just do it. You don't know what Nike says? Just do it. If God says forgive, just do it. If God says pay your tithes, just do it. If God says be merciful, just do it. I'm sure you've been wondering how, how, how do I love God? I'm telling you how to love God. If God says go to church, just do it. Just do it. That is it. That is how to love God. Just do it. First of all, have the commandment and just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Oh, your mother is that, doesn't make you happy. Your father didn't take care of you. Just do it. Just honor him. Just honor your father. That's all. Don't say he didn't pay your fees. He left your mother to chase a, a school girl. It's not your problem. You will not chase a girl. You may chase a boy. You, a boy. You may chase a boy. When your time comes. Forget about who your father chased. Forget about how he didn't pay your school fees. Just honor him because the Bible says you must honor him. It's difficult. It's challenging. But just do it. God's love language is obedience. So you see that those who have known how to work with God, they can easily relate to their wives. They can easily relate to their husbands. No matter how some way a person is, they can relate because even God, in a sense, is some way. He doesn't talk back. You don't hear him. You don't feel him. He has hidden himself. You are chasing a man who is some way. So when you meet a member who is some way, your heart is already enlarged to accommodate him. That's why your first duty is to love God. I want to end this broadcast today by asking you to pray. To pray. Pray for yourself. Of course, we can't have a long prayer meeting. We have just ended the night. But pray right now. Pray for your heart, your life, that you will love God. That you will love God. That you will love God. Matasata. Karaba. Close your eyes wherever you are and pray. Close your eyes wherever you are and pray. Close your, uh, your, 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 your eyes wherever you are. Pray. Pray. If you are driving, don't close your eyes. Just look straight. But let's pray. Pray. Pray and ask the Lord, Father, give me a heart to love you. Show me how to love you. Just two things. Having your commandment and obeying them. 
Masula Baba, obedience, doing it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Makasata. Ramazikata Baba. Zabata Baba. Ikenduli mazima ya talaba. Rendesta mahandalaba. Remazuni kaba 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 kaba. Indalaba bazita masata lababa. Imoke bayandalaba. At this time, I want you to close your eyes. You are listening to this broadcast, but you are not born again. You want to say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Christ. In fact, Pastor, I thought I loved God. But as you've been preaching, I realize that I really love church. I have no relationship with God. Please lead me in a prayer. I'll lead you in a prayer. I'll help you. Wherever you are, just close your eyes. And say this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I surrender my life to you. I thank you. I thank you for this word I have heard. Heavenly Father, please receive me. Please have mercy on me. And please wash my sins. I am dirty. I am dirty. I've gone far from you. I've gone far from you. But please wash me. And bring me close to you. I declare that I am born again. I declare that I'm a child of God. And from today, I'm going to draw close to God. I'm going to have his commandments. And I'm going to keep his commandments. Father, I thank you. And I bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wherever you are, clap your hands. Clap your hands. What a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing.